You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 314. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this podcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra presence to your everyday. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. Today's episode is brought to you by FreshBooks. FreshBooks is bookkeeping software for creatives that make it as easy to use your bookkeeping software as any of your other platforms that you love using for your small business. If you have a team, if you need to track time for the team members specifically or for yourself for different projects, if you need to invoice people, use PayPal, charge through Stripe, whatever you wanna do, you can find a way to do it. If you have multiple companies, you can even use FreshBooks for multiple companies as well. It is so intuitive, pretty and simple. I enjoy using it and I never thought I'd ever enjoy one of the platforms being bookkeeping as like my favorite thing in my business that helps my business run smoothly. So. Please try it out if you want to give it a shot. It's a free 30-day trial over at freshbooks.com slash lively to see if you love it as much as I do. Now let's move on. I am in London right now and we have an interview with The Collective that I am so excited for you guys to listen to. This one, it's kind of funny because as a coach or someone that has done tons of one-on-one coaching through the online classes I've taught over the years, I'm very used to having people in the hot seat. Yet in this episode with The Collective, I realized that I'm the person (laughs) really in the hot seat on this one. So some of the episodes and the topics, my mind has some level of, you know, ability or prowess on. And there are other times where I'm definitely the student. And on this topic with The Collective, I am surely, surely, surely definitely still the student. So for those that have relationships that are thriving, you may go, oh yeah, Jess, (laughs) this is where she's still learning as the human, but that's okay. And if you have relationship journeys that you're going through as well, hopefully my open, honest insights and, you know, vulnerability with the collective on this topic will be something that will help you as well. And it's just pretty cool. Overall, I just got to say, there was this moment as I was talking with the collective through Annie Francoeur of afrancoeur.com that just, it's so cool that I feel so comfortable now through working with the collective over these series of sessions that we've done together, some of them here on the show. It's just so cool to feel that I can feel so comfortable conversing with a point of view that is infinite intelligence. And I can, you know, just be the normal, just human mind when, you know, needed. And I don't have to sit there being nervous or worried. I can just literally talk to them like a friend. It's such an amazing, amazing gift. And I hope that by being able to be so open and honest with them at the human level and at the human point of view, for all of us, I can kind of represent where the minds of many of us may be at. So I'm just going to let the collective take it from here. They wanted to talk on the subject of love and relationships. So let's go to the show. Thank you very much for coming on the show today. Oh, we are so willing to be with you today. I am so happy to talk to you too. How are you doing, collective? (laughs) We are always in a bliss, if we can say so. Do you ever feel different shades of bliss? Different shades would be a nice way to put it, yes, because we're in relation to what you are experiencing when we come closer to the human aspects of the channel and the person we're interacting with. So we perceive more of this dimension. When we are not into direct interaction with the human part of this reality, 
we are in a modality that is undescribable in human terms. It's place in all directions. It's place, multi-dimension bliss. We never have what you call lows or it's not something that we experience. The duality of vibration? No, clearly not. <laughs> clearly just the high points. So I hear from Annie that uh, you want to talk about love today. Oh, yes. We would be thrilled to first ask anyone who is listening just to take a minute, sink down wherever you are. If you have the time to do this, it's interesting and see what is your concept of love. What is love for you? And as you do this, we would like you to feel the hindrance to love. And we would like you to feel what are your expectations about how love should manifest in your life. And we would also invite you to notice where what you think love is, is not in your life. So then this would give you an image of how you perceive love. And then why you do this? If you invite us, we will get closer. We will get closer. And we will show you if you invite us, and this is absolutely, it's not mandatory. We want to remind everyone you are totally free to say no. We would invite you to feel what is given to you right now in the moment. And this would be our flavor of love. Just feel how deep this can sink into your whole body, how how it is not holding you tight, how it is free, how it is flowing in every cell of your body, how encompassing this type of love is. And we would like to give you anchors, offer you, yes, anchors. We want to express today about love because there is a, an amazing array of misconception in the human minds on love. So if you are willing, that's where we want to go today. Yes, that sounds wonderful. Jess has had quite the, uh, <laughs> the week around the topic herself, myself. So I'm happy to do so with you. How would you like us to begin? Maybe by just giving an evocation of what is love for us? Obviously, we're not talking about human love here because that's not in the experience, but it will come to that. So we want to remind you that love is another word for light, is another word for consciousness. And so as you look around you, as you look at your hands, as you look at your body, as you look at the desk maybe that is in front of you or the, the sofa or the table and the computer and the phone and everything. And if you have a window close to you as you look outside and you see the sky and the colors and or the building or whatever is your scenery, 
everything you see, everything you see is made of love. The beautiful, the ugly, the meaningful, what seems puny, everything is made out of consciousness. And yes, we will maintain this. We are holding on to this way of saying that every little speck of matter surrounding you, being you, your body, is consciousness. So it's love. We are going to express right now that the problem in not seeing love all around you is mainly about being aware. The level of awareness of the humans today is changing very quickly from not so aware to a much better understanding or allowing of what is consciousness. We spoke about that a little bit earlier in our chats. The awareness of consciousness is what makes the difference. So the awareness of love is what makes the difference. And we would like to start from here. If you have questions, we're ready to be with you. Okay. So the idea, if I understand it correctly, and this is actually really beautiful. I'm excited we're starting here because I think I've heard Channel speak around this topic. But what I love is that there's been these moments with you that really clarify in even deeper way, at least for me personally, that I love. So can I reflect to you, does this mean that when people say or Channel say that consciousness is light, if I was to make on a chalkboard and I wrote this all out for people, True or false? Light equals consciousness equals awareness equals love. We would take one component out of the equation. We would say light is consciousness. Light is love. And it's ever present. We will stretch the equation a bit if you allow. <laughs> light is consciousness, is love, is ever present. The awareness is contemplating this equation. So the awareness is not consciousness? No, the awareness is contemplation of allowing of consciousness, is embracing consciousness. The awareness is the ability or the modality in which the human being, the human body, is switching into allowing to perceive to feel consciousness, love, light. So the way we want to express this is that awareness is like when you open a switch to have light in the room. But the thing is awareness is coming to you gently, it's coming to you slowly is not the good word, but it's coming to you bit by bit and it's coming to you one piece at a time and it's coming to you with this moment and with that realization awareness is getting wider is expanding the more you go with true experiences the more you go into allowing love consciousness light in in your experience 
So these concepts like duality, unity, and consciousness for people as they're getting into this space, those are things that we can define for people, but the real grasping and the real understanding of those tools or their concepts are very big. I know we can define them and use small words, but for human minds to grasp them more and more, that's actually huge. So one of the words that can be very confusing, even though they might hear the word tossed around, is consciousness. So what's helped me, this Jess, the mind, understand and grasp consciousness is to consider consciousness a form of pure awareness. So I've been using in my own use of the tool of that word to kind of think of consciousness as awareness that obviously you have more or less awareness of. So there's awareness of awareness, <laughs> I think is, is what you're saying. Are you defining awareness differently than what I've been saying? Like the awareness of being aware could consciousness be pure awareness? Yes. The difficulty here is we don't want to go too much in the mind analysis because this is what gets humans confused, the mind. The mind needs to understand its modality. It's the way it functions. So in order to allow more consciousness, more love into your life, you have to put the mind at ease or you have to have it quiet down and then awareness can unfold. So the mind will know things, the body, the being will be aware of things, which is very different. So the mind is not what you use to allow more consciousness into your life. It's going to be the experience of the being. It's going to go beyond the mind. It needs to go beyond the mind in order to be able to be in the awareness of things. Okay, so the awareness is the human's ability to perceive all the light and consciousness that's present in this reality. Yeah, it's surrendering to what is. And it's so interesting because you get the channels like Abraham talking about creating your reality like we got to at the end of our last conversation. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But where, where this channel is leading people is, is kind of offering a, how could we say, the ultimate is being like the Buddha. This is the ultimate, allowing total surrendering people in your era in your time now on earth some of them have been allowing fully because of different events in their life but mainly what we are seeing is humans are awakening slowly gently day by day experience after experience and they still use the mind so much as a ruler, as a master, instead of using the mind as a tool to just function in the reality where you are. When the humans who are doing awakening with this speed, this modality, this rhythm, when they have these moments of aha realization, it's because at one point the mind just shut up basically, and the human was able to be in full awareness, full perception. 
And then from that point, they can use the mind as a tool to function, but not as a hindrance because the mind has rules. So the idea of free will, Mm -hmm. does the purely enlightened mind forego free will? Free will is used, let's say, okay, there's people that are unconscious. Then let's say there's the Abrahamsters like I've been and the Joe Dispenza people <laughs> that are out there. They're using their minds to create their reality and they're using their free will to direct their thought. Are you saying that the going beyond the mind is to forego the free will control or use of the mind to choose? Free will is when you decide also to allow. This is the usage of free will also. Ah. Absolutely. If I decide that I'm going to be, as a human, the one who is over my mind and my mind is not going to be the one ruling my experience as a human, then I use my free will to be in the awareness, in the allowing. But most humans, they're not even disidentified with the mind. They don't even see that the mind is not them, is not who they are, which is one big hindrance to evolution. Even we see many are still identified with the body, which is quite amazing. How so? It's not the mass, but many are still in the, let's say, that level of consciousness that they are their body, that what is a soul, they still question that dimension of life. So here we will not address these people because it's absolutely fine and absolutely that's their creation and that's where their consciousness is for now. But what we're saying here is that it requires a journey to come from where humanity started being in a body and then understanding it's not the body who identifies the life or the experience, and then understanding that you have a soul, and then understanding that there is consciousness and that you can be the observer, that you can be the witness to the life and even to the soul. You can be witness to everything that is manifested in this world as you. So this is being in stillness. This is being in peace and allowing everything that is to simply be. So if we go back, you were questioning free will and these people who suggest manifesting by thinking what you want, what you desire and bringing it forth in your reality. This is a beautiful way to function. It's a beautiful way and it's really appropriate for now because the mass, the majority of people are in, are ready for that. They are able to grasp, to accept this concept Not so many are able to go beyond that for now. There is not, you know, it's it's more than five, it's more than 10, obviously. But the majority of people do need the process of still using the mind as the creator of the experience. Okay, and I'm just going to speak for the the populace listening to this and are wondering, so does that mean I sit cross-legged like the Buddha and I 
die of starvation because I just witness everything and I don't choose what to eat. <laughs> you know, I've, I just got to ask the question, right? It doesn't, <laughs> I just got to go to like the most, you know, mental <laughs> response to what you're sharing for us to go further and have the mind buy into this. Because right now it's looking at this insurance policy you're speaking of <laughs> and it's like basically waste away slowly on this planet until you die, <laughs> observing it all. This is so extreme. Minds love extremes. <laughs> Absolutely. And this mind is really going like to the black and the white area. So we would just suggest to rewind a little bit, come back. If someone wants to do this, obviously they can and they are free to. But that's not the point in the experience. Your humanity have created up to now a beautiful we see it as a beautiful experience, beautiful manifestation. Around you, look what is what has been created up to now. There is so much more ease and grace than before in, in society. There is, no matter what the news are showing you, there is so much more gentleness, caring. There is so much more consideration and there is so much more opening to the other than before the frontiers the barriers the separations are changing so your world right now the manifested is worth experiencing it's a beautiful vehicle to to be in the body to experience what is your daily life and we are not saying sit there on a bench and wait until you starve because you decided to allow yeah I just had to say that because someone's thinking that as they're listening to this right now <laughs> allow doesn't mean give up good what does it mean what's the difference between giving up and allowing okay it's about trusting we wanted you and we wanted to speak about love we wanted you to look to feel what is your concept of love and we want to show you where is love right now in your world. What is touching humans? What is touching everyone, no matter their culture, their environment, their age, their education? What is truly touching people? It's a newborn baby. The light you perceive in a newborn baby will touch almost everyone. A sunset, a beautiful stream, Nature at its most beautiful expression. Huge animals like a whale. It's vibrating so much. The love and the consciousness that everybody is touched by this type of manifestation. And why is it so? It's the level of light, the level of love, the level of presence that is conveying these moments in these manifestations. It's almost impossible for you to find someone who's not attracted by a sunset or by the elements we named. So this is how you can perceive for now, most people, the presence of love, of light, of consciousness. It's not something that people will discuss. It's something that people admit. Oh, nature is so beautiful. Oh, these animals are so grand, they're grandiose, they're amazing. Oh, this baby. The magic of the light that is conveyed 
by newborn babies is perceivable by anyone. So this is a manifestation of love. They are all. When we stop seeing love, when the human person identification stops seeing love and is not allowing love, is when they have beliefs, thoughts on how love should be, on how it should look, on how it should behave. So there is a confusion on what truly is love. Can we go back to the definition of allowing versus giving up? Yes. So allowing would be not giving up on everything you need to do to maintain your body, to maintain your life, not giving up on your job, not giving up on your partner. We're not speaking about that. We're speaking about quieting the mind in any situation. You don't need to stop your job. Just right now, quiet the mind and allow yourself to go beyond your limits of perceptions that have been set in you since you're manifested, since you're in this body. These limits, you are so functioning with that. How about just forgetting about your yesterday for now and forgetting about your tomorrow? Just try this. This would be one step into allowing more of consciousness. When we speak about allowing, we speak allowing more consciousness into your experience right now. It's not giving up on who you are. It's not giving up on your duties, on things that you have to do. But these will certainly clarify, and these will certainly be less present in your life because you will really have an ability to know which is truly your duty and and what is truly something that your mind imposed on you. So coming back to allowing, if in just now you can let go of every fear that is related to what is coming next in your life and every regret that is experience when you hold on to the past just for one minute if you are willing to experience this and make space for the allowing you will see it's not giving up it's seeing things differently it's absolutely not giving up allowing will give you more compassion allowing will help you see the beauty that you see in the sunset, you will be able to see it in the rotten flower. Allowing will make you able to perceive in the eye of the person that is being a challenge to you today. You will be able to perceive that they are divine as much as you are. And this allowing moment, when you forget about who you were yesterday and when you forget about who you will be tomorrow, will make you more prone to see the divinity in your own self. And this is allowing love. And this is absolutely not giving up on you. We're saying that this society, the one you know, can be experienced with more awareness, with more allowing, and with less mind rules. 
and this will change your daily life. Experience it, try it just for one tiny little moment and then you will feel safer to extend this to grander parts of your life. It's beautiful. It's like you're in the airplane flying above us, above the planet, describing what the planet looks like. And I can tell the mind of Jess is on the ground, <laughs> closer to the dirt and the worms <laughs> and the mental junk, gunk <laughs> feeling. And so it's beautiful. And I think those that listen, a lot of people have, in, if we're speaking relationally speaking on the concept of love, they often have much ease. Not everyone, but many, many, many do. They typically will have more gunk <laughs> and mentally around career than, for example, the Jess human mind. This one's a challenge for Jess or has been thus far held in fear more than allowing. And could I just like use my own self, my own mental stories for the hope of everyone or anyone else that might be struggling with this stuff. And then for those that have career issues, probably could just translate this to the topic of career. So that would be perfect. Okay. So one of the things the Jess character in the last week literally has obviously had coming up, I think it's untangling some stuff. And I'm seeing the contrast of how the mind of Jess has approached career and things like marathon training in the past and now contrasted with relationship. Jess could see what it feels like to be open and in awe and allowing. And then she's also seen what it's like when she or another partner closed down into fear and into mental. And she is the Jess character has struggled with how to handle when things close down into mental and into fear instead of into the from the allowing heart space of looking at the whale, the newborn baby, but you're working in this case or being with someone, a partner or someone else in your life, what to do when you or you notice the other person close into fear, what to do then? Because historically, the character of Jess, if she closes down, then beats herself up <laughs> over the fact she closed down and then the other person usually reacts in kind and closes down. And then she blames herself for the closing, tries to figure out how to open it within herself and hides the whole damn process from the other person as much as she can. And it just is freaking exhausting trying to allow when you're not all the way there yet. It is exhausting. And the reason for that is it's kind of a race. Who's going to close down first? Who's going to be the most hurt in that race that most human think a relationship is I must be the winner I must be the one who loves you more I must be the one who's hurt the more I must be the one who's wounded the more my past is so heavy my experiences are so more painful than yours so this is the chatter that we see that we hear and it's obviously unconscious and it's obviously not what you're choosing consciously to do. But the thing is, it's working its way like a worm in an apple. This is working its way into the relationship because the mind makes you hold on to patterns that you have learned. And this is where we want to go with the allowing and with wanting to tackle the topic of love today because love for humans, mainly is about relationship. And you are 
beings of relation and you need to be in relation to others in in order to see yourself to to thrive to bloom and so when you feel this closing down and this hurt coming into the other and if you catch yourself before you yourself go into your own pattern you have two choices you can go down the road well traveled that you know so much and go into your pattern and do the old game and repeat and repeat and nothing will change but then you can if you're on the threshold and you catch yourself in that moment of awareness of what is you can look at the other one and decide without a word or with words this does not matter you can decide from there to see and to remember this being that is in fear right now because this is fear this being that is in fear right now is no matter what the expression of love this being is as divine as the sunset as the whale as the baby as the pristine river this being but for now he doesn't remember and if you could just stay in that space for 5 seconds it'll change everything and if you could have this look for yourself when you are choosing to go down the road you know so well of closing down of retrieving from the interaction when you give yourself that gift of remembering that you are divine and letting go of the past and the future and just feeling in the now that everything is okay everything is okay just feel it everything is okay suddenly there is the potential for that little argument that little discussion to become so much lighter at least for one of the two persons involved and then the other one has a choice you're offering that potential and you will see are they interested or not and this is an answer to a question that has been asked a little bit earlier maybe on a more personal level but the other one has the choice also and then you always have the choice do you want to play this game do you want to see the divine what are you choosing you know you are so much more than what you are allowing yourself to be right now remember that so here's an example and we'll start with Jess's situation so dating when she sees something come up that doesn't feel good the Jess will usually try to go into the character that goes to try to find a spiritual way through it <laughs> and goes back to herself like she'll see for example a guy she's supposed to go on a date with we will stop you right here please <laughs> the mind is trying to give you the savior mode here in a moment where you're not comfortable and maybe you could just simply choose to let go of the spiritual and really feel is this something i want to experience with the other person exactly why do you need to find an explanation why do you need to go into 
how could we say, why do you need to put the label of finding a spiritual explanation to something that is so uncomfortable in, inside of your own flesh and bones? This is a distortion that we would invite anyone to let go of. Being spiritual is not a process of thought. Ah, keep going. We are so close into the body. This is amazing. So being spiritual is really that process of allowing. The past, your history has shown you that being spiritual, well, it was a correlation with many, many costumes, many outfits. You could be spiritual being an elitist, priest, preachess, god, goddess, any person who had the lead of a religion, of a philosophy, of spirit evolving. That manner of describing spiritual is part of your history. But truly being spiritual means allowing love in allowing light in, allowing consciousness in. Okay, so Jess has had the character trait of in relationships more recently to hold back any expression of emotion, of discomfort, of discomfort in relationship, and then tried to mentally spiritualize her way, like you just said, like the priestess away from the situation, which I get totally, instead of just giving myself the capacity to be where I am and allow the emotion, let's just say, to allow to choose to allow the emotion to surface, whatever it is, even if it's blocked and old, but to be there with it, with someone else, I've not allowed myself that because I'm afraid that means that I'm not perfect. And if I'm not perfect, then they're going to go away. But they're going away anyways because I'm messing up the energetic dynamic of it. So I basically am wondering, do I just eventually hope to continue to find someone that can hold space for that too, even when I'm not holding alignment? Yeah, alignment is is not something that is stable in humans right now. It's going and it's coming and you're more aligned when you had your meditation and not, not too much coffee. And, you know, depending on some external choices that you make to give your body experiences. So alignment, if, if it were something totally permanent, you would never ask these questions. We would not even be having this conversation. Right. So alignment is normal to come and go, to be on and off, to be at low, medium, high. I mean, alignment is something that for now is still fluctuating in human life. So expecting a relationship to be aligned, to have two beings always aligned or always in sync or always is, is total, this is so much pressure. It's, it's going to hurt what could be, what could unfold. This is an expectation that is way too heavy. So what we would suggest is try, open, be open to the idea of letting go of the analytic technique you have of wanting to be spiritual in a relationship. Just let go of that 
and come back to allowing yourself to feel is Jess, is this body, is this woman feeling good in that moment? And if not, you don't need to share, but just see for yourself what is not feeling good in me. And am I choosing? Am I simply choosing to have this in my life? Is it something of importance? Is it something that if it happens to me, I'm out of my shoes and this is so uncomfortable, but I choose to step on it and shut up because, no, you want to know, is this something you're allowing in your life or not? You want to know, truly, are you being comfortable in what you are experiencing? And of course, two beings in a relationship of love as humans qualify it, it will never be full synchronicity it will never be full harmony you need to have room to roam you need to have space to be on your own but most of the time when you're together it there needs to be this acceptance and i haven't been very accepting of myself so i'm not attracting those that would be either there you go so we would that's why we suggest have this moment with you every day where you see yourself in full acceptance and it's always starting with oneself, never on the outside. It's not the outside that will make the inside happy. It's never the relationship that will make you feel better. It's allowing who you truly are with the flaws, with the spaces of your life where you're absolutely, let's say, perfect. Everybody has good and bad black and white, good dimensions, spaces where it's more difficult, allowing this to just be. You know, when a newborn baby is there and people are in awe around these little beings, look at them truly. Is that perfection? Well, they will poo in their little diaper and they will pee and they will be sometimes dirty and but it's perfection, you're accepting all of it. Why aren't human beings in the adulthood accepting all of them? Because as that little baby grows up, they get told they have to be perfect in some form or fashion by the adults. Absolutely. So these are society's rules. These are made out of fear of not fitting. And we invite you to understand that you need some rules to function, obviously, because otherwise the world would be absolutely hectic. So you need rules, but you don't need to hang on to the rules you were given as a child. You don't need to hear the voice of grandma or papa or anyone who told you, shut up, or whatever they told you, who told you you're never going to be this because or it doesn't run in the family, or this or that. We invite you to kind of make a watch what are your rules, make a list, what is your biggest hindrance, what are these spaces where you feel uncomfortable, and see truly, is this your voice, or it's the voice of someone else in your life who imposed their own rules on you? Can you free yourself from that? And yes, you can, and you will survive, and you will live, and it will be so much more 
savory. It will be so much more enjoyable because you will free yourself from the past, from the yesterday, and from the fear of the tomorrow, of the future. When we told you earlier, allow, when you want to have this experience, we're offering you drop what happened yesterday. Just let it go for now. Let it go and drop for now any fear, any worries about tomorrow and see how it feels inside of you. See how expanded you can become. See how free you are when you let go of yesterday and tomorrow. And it's not about forgetting what you have to do. That's not what we're speaking of. But it's forgetting about the judgments, about the words that could have been hurtful. Just let go. Humans have a tendency to hold on to these. Oh, they hurt me. Oh, they did that. Oh, they said this to me. You can just decide and choose to let go of these. Free yourself. What I've been learning, and maybe this is holding on to yesterday, but also maybe useful for those listening, would be to have gone for the first time with it. Okay, for example, when it comes to sponsors for the show, I have the best relationship with sponsors from the show because I only accept sponsors I'm truly excited about, are easy to work with in the ways that I find easy and fun to work with. So if they don't want to meet the budget, they don't want to meet the policies, or they don't feel like an exciting sponsor I actually want to talk about because I actually want people to try it, then I don't accept them and I just let them flow on. So I just say no and it's okay. It never hurts me. It never drains on me. I trust there are many sponsors and many podcasts in the world. So if this is not my sponsor, that's okay. And that sponsor, if the budget's not there, the policies aren't working for them, they can go find a show that does work for them. I have total trust and ease. And then I just sit there and float around in my happy little cloud, just like you're saying. (laughs) And in case this is useful for, like I said, career or relationship for others, I noticed that the Jess character conversely with relationship would then sit there and have situations show up where they weren't going to meet, let's say, the policies at the price point, right? Whatever the sponsor equivalent would be. And I would settle for it anyways, unhappily, and then just try to spiritualize my way into being okay with whatever it was. Instead, yesterday, I finally had the courage to just say, hey, this isn't what I want. And I hope you have a great life, but I don't think it's like, what I'm looking for, which is easy for me to say. I'd say that every day, all day long to sponsors, but for me to say it to someone that held potential in my you know, mind um, and just to let it go, it was so interesting because this morning, it actually just, it was like looking under the bed at the monster I was scared of. Absolutely. And I finally did and I looked under the bed and I felt liberated to say no. And then I woke up and I thought, of course, the mind was still, you know, in its little churning mode, but then I felt into my chest and instead of feeling this gaping feeling of empty hole that I then had to go spiritualize my way around, I felt like maybe a little disappointment because I wasn't going to meet the person because I'd chosen not, but I also felt no pain, no hole, no exhaustion. And I think I used to think I had to accept everything in order to do what you said, in order to allow you show up with everyone and always just take what they're giving, kind of, to some degree. Instead of just saying, no, it's okay to say no to someone 
in loving ways, not, not, I wasn't mean, but I also didn't need to continue the interaction. Mm -hmm. Is that okay? I guess. Yeah. This is what we see in that is that the area where it's so easy for you to say no, and you have no question about there is going to be another sponsor who's going to show up. This area is easy. It's flowing because the beliefs that are under that area that are supporting your expression, your creations in that area, they are so open, they are limitless almost. So the beliefs or the non-beliefs that are touching this dimension of your life are allowing you to flow freely, to feel good, to know you're centered. You don't even question, am I centered? Am I aligned? You know it. That's it. That's that's a part of you. That's a done deal. It's You're the creator there. And you have a very good discernment and the energy is flowing. So the beliefs that are pertaining to that dimension of your life, they are gently, slowly starting to seep through the other dimensions of your life where in, let's say, the dimension of relationships where you had limiting beliefs, where you had um, either never experience what you're dreaming of or experience it with a bigger wound at the end of the journey than anything else. So the beliefs stayed there. And when the mind has these beliefs, well, it's simply constructing the reality to fit the belief. And that's how it works. We know this is going to make some people cringe, but that's that's the mechanic of thought, of creation. So when you're allowing each and every day, you're having these five seconds of just sensing, knowing, being who you are, letting go of yesterday, letting go of tomorrow, this gives a chance to the density to start slowly getting lighter, the density that is weighing down the dimension of life, let's say relationship. So it started to get lighter and it's getting lighter and lighter. And then the beliefs that are active in the, let's say the business in your situation, the business dimension of your life, they start seeping through the other dimensions of your life and they start manifesting there and they start coloring this experience because the trust that you have in one area of your life can gently start to be expressed in the other dimensions and you know the good feeling you have when you say no to a sponsor because it's not a good fit and that's very simple and you're being very clear this feeling will get to be the one you will have in a relationship yes I want to you know, I want to travel with you or no, you're not the traveler I want to go with. And that's going to be easier and easier as you evolve, as you let go of that density that is linked with the beliefs. So it really, for me, at least for, and for maybe for anyone else, it began with, I think I've always been very accommodating to other people's blocked energy, but I was not allowing myself to be blocked myself and to be open in sharing of it and trusting. And maybe that's a limiting belief. It is a limiting belief. You know what it is? That there are less men that are able to hold that frequency for a woman than a, than 
vice versa. That's that's like so ugly to share. But I think that's like actually underneath it is that it's I've done all this work. It's going to be harder to find a partner that's also done that and able to see and hold me in that space that I'm able to hold for them. That's if I'm to be completely like really underlooking it, that's not judging it. Of course, egos will all judge that, including my own. But if I'm really to like look under what is the root underlying all of that, it's BS too, because I know so many partners of friends of mine, for example, that are way more compassionate and patient with their partner than the female. <laughs> and how is their spiritual life? None. No. And actually, I know that I also like totally invite that, that type of male in my life where they're just naturally already living a sense of peace and calm. I've actually had a boyfriend like this too. This is wild that my belief is so contracting, contrast. Well, it, con it commits to some partners in more recent times, but my college boyfriend was extremely wise in a natural way that had nothing to do with, it was just his nature that was just inherent within himself to be calm and, and patient. I just have not experienced someone like that in such a long time that I have not had the belief to support it. And so then I've created realities that support the belief. So this is a very limiting belief to feel that a a boyfriend, a lover, has to have the same path as you. We would suggest that many men or masculine energy beings are as much evolved as, as women for now. It's just expressing in a different modality for some. And the beauty of this is that Consciousness, awareness has many flavors also, so it doesn't need to come in under a package that has done all the learnings and read the books and the workshops, but the wisdom still can be there. And even more than the wisdom, the love and the acceptance. And so to contemplate the limiting belief, you have half the work that is done to release it because once a, a pattern or a hold on the mind is discovered, which means you're, oh God, you're letting go of the identification to it, you're separating yourself from that limiting belief, you're seeing it with eyes, this half of the letting go is done, half of the work is done, it's going to lose its density. Yeah, because it already contrasts other beliefs. I can see it. I'm like, oh, well, that isn't even truly how I actually feel, but it's been operating enough to have some pull in my reality because it's contrasting others because I know and I know that I know that that isn't my requirement that they need to. I know that I can accept and, and look forward to someone that's not on the same exact path in the same exact way. But then I looked at situations where someone wasn't able to hold space for me. And so it ended or it kind of split apart and didn't regain uh, alignment again. And so then I thought, well, I've got to fix myself and be perfect in order then to be with a partner. And I think I've been playing with that. And I'm just realizing, no, that accepting and that patience and that compassion and space can be there. I just haven't been giving myself it either, which is Law of Attraction 101. <laughs> if you can't give it to yourself, you can't attract someone else that can. So I have to do it for myself. 
But when you fix yourself first, this idea, I have to fix myself first in order to be perfect, it is so unloving for yourself. So when you decide to fix yourself, it's because you want to love yourself. So we would suggest just fall in love with who you are right now, the way you are. You don't need to fix yourself in no way in order to live a wonderful relationship. That's not the point. This is a limiting belief. If you decide to to bring the more of you into clarity, into the center, if you decide to, we will say, heal the parts of you that are aching, this is to be done for yourself, not for anyone else. Then that's okay, and it's okay to let it go. It's okay to let it go. Maybe it's just a moment. Maybe it's just that that day the person has something that is preventing them from being able to hold space. But when on the long run you notice that holding space is in a relationship where you're two, it's only one person who is doing that and doing all the work and being the engine of the relationship, that's not healthy, obviously. But sometimes it's about being... It's not tolerant. It's about being compassionate. Is that being in front of me not able to hold space because of something he's living in his own experience? Or is it because of what we are creating together? And time will simply show you this. As days go by, if the discomfort comes back that's obvious it's it's not in sync with who you are but you the person everybody's having days where they are less into alignment with themselves so in that time it's very difficult to hold space for someone else so you have to see is this is this punctual or is this something long-term way of being and this is very easy to see if you have more encounters with that person that are uncomfortable, if your energy is lower when you leave than when you got in, it speaks for itself. So what about for people that are in longer term relationships? I'm sure all the married people and long term relationship people are like cheering now. What about for those people that feel like their relationship is draining them in a long term capacity? You have to see what is draining is it truly the partner or is it your own limiting beliefs? You could be drained by yourself, remember that. So humans are, I mean, they're skilled at doing this. So you could be the one in your long-term relationship. You could be the one who's putting the hindrance between you and joy. You could be the one who's limiting the flow of creativity between two beings that in the first place were very different or very similar but had something that brought them together. So it's about giving yourself the right to be very objective and to look what truly is the limiting dimension here. Is it coming from who we are together? Is it coming from my belief? And to have clarity on this, we would simply suggest 
that you take a moment of calm in that you ask yourself, what is love? What is simply the definition that I have learned about love? And what am I expecting from love today in a relationship? And where am I in between? And what am I choosing to create? So sometimes we notice people don't even question what is love for them. They don't even question what was the template for them to learn what is love. And you have to look in your past and see what was given to you as a template for love. Yeah, I actually have also found for anyone listening that found it very helpful, especially in my marriage and so forth, to ask my inner voice for guidance on like, is this a sign we should end type of questions? Usually it would say no. (laughs) And there was something like you were saying, it would point out to me that there was something different within myself going on until it was actually time to end. And then it was really beautiful unfolding. So it wasn't like it was always a stay together no matter what. It just was a lot of times it was like, no, it's still time to stay together. There's something in you to release. Something new to learn, something new to heal, something new to put back into balance. And when, if the time is good now to go, to leave, to to move on to something else, you will know it very deeply. It will be out of it will not be spurring from any anger or frustration or fear or no we we won't see fear because this is something different but when you end a relationship and you do this from a space of not being angry not being frustrated but simply knowing your best is somewhere else this is the best way in which we would say you will know it's time to leave Otherwise, if you're angry, if you're frustrated, mainly it's because of yourself. Beautiful. That's so succinct. I feel like a lot of people will be rewinding that last minute (laughs) to hear that again. I think that's so beautiful. And it speaks to my end of my marriage very clearly. Like there were times where there was definitely little points of roughness, but they were always like to go through, like you said, and the time where it really was time to end, nothing was presenting itself in any dramatic way whatsoever, just a series of signs and unfoldings of from aligned places towards the next alignment for us both. And that was a beautiful way to complete something without loose threads and hanging chads, (laughs) to use an old reference to politics in America. And when we're speaking about ending a relationship Uh, without frustration or anger we're not saying that the other one has to be perfect or has to be an angel but um, the triggers will come from your own past experience so when when you're still in anger when you're still frustrated in a relationship it doesn't mean the other one is perfect and you're not it means that you still have to work on your own imbalances, no matter what the other one is doing. And if the other one is, let's say, being out of balance, being unfair to you, being whatever the expression of this, when you are at peace with that, we don't mean accepting that they treat you like this, but we mean understanding that that's where they are in life and it does not trigger you, you know you're good to go or you know you're healed in that perspective. The important thing here is to notice, is there a flaring emotion? And if there is a flaring emotion, there is something unhealed in you. 
That's the only thing. We're not saying that everything needs to be quiet and calm for you to leave a relationship. That's beautiful. I can see in career because that's the clarity and ease is there. I've had team members that I love working with all my team, but I have one of, I've seen some of them have wounds in career. So they're, uh, they have relationships that are really beautiful. And then in re- in relation to career situations, they can put on characters. And so I've noticed the character and sometimes like I, and I, since I'm healed in that area for myself, I can just watch in compassion and, you know, try to probe a bit deeper sometimes because sometimes this person I, I love, they, we've talked about it personally between ourselves, can put on a, a face. And so I can't really tell what they're thinking. <laughs> They'll like say, everything's fine, fine, fine. And I'll go, wait, wait, how are you really doing? And so it takes a few probing questions from me to get under the surface of their answer to get to the deeper, the mat, take their mask off so that I can really see how they're doing. But I always, since I don't have any triggers there, just love them and know that that's, I can see the fear in them, but it does not trigger anything in me to see that for them. And I don't care that they have it as long as it, you know, in the long term, does it keep ruining our relationship? As long as I just know I need to ask a few extra times for them (laughs) to be open, it's been fine. So I think I can relate to what you're saying around not necessarily needing to end something because someone's not healed in an area. It's just extra harder, I think, for relationship situations, career or relationship, where there's two unhealed parts coming together. And then there's that extra sensitivity on both ends. And there's a lot of, you know, potential projection going on. Uh And what makes it hard is the importance that your society is giving to these two dimensions of life. Whereas the most important dimension of life is becoming aware of who you are. Then this awareness will seep into any other dimensions of your life. But look at what are the prerequisites of your society now. You need to have a career. You need to have a relationship or otherwise it's kind of people will feel you're undefined. But the truth is the most important thing that you have to, that we invite you to give energy to is the awareness of who you truly are coming back to your center nurturing that relationship with yourself and then there will be less effort needed to create the career that you need to function in your society there will be so much less effort needed to allow the relationship to 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 be born to bloom because you will know so much more of who you are and you will have less expectations and then the fruits can be enjoyed it's it's living life from the inside towards the outside yes and if i could be a word of warning for anyone that's on this path as the human side of this (laughs) so thank you lovely wonderful collective of alignment (laughs) can i also be the student teacher on the other side (laughs) in the the human form in the mind and going okay now how do we actually do this guys (laughs) they're saying everything that's true but now we're working on (laughs) in the in the blood and the physical so also as you and i have done this god freaking knows like who has put more energy into the you know discovering who you are thing too that's okay and true 
And what I'm just learning, and please learn from me if not from this, is that you can also honor exactly the unclear parts and be the unhealed part as much as you're discovering the wholeness, like to honor and be okay and allow the expression of it because there becomes this point of awareness where you're aware of all the things that aren't peaceful and in alignment. And then I think I've just been trying to hide them from people and not let people see them and try to process them alone. And it just keeps me alone. (laughs) You said earlier when you were talking about the people you worked with that had masks and you were just looking at them with compassion. This is so beautiful. So like you just said right now, it's about accepting that the road the person on the road is not perfect but is perfect as they are that the flaws or the problems or the limitations you have is just part of who you are and on a healing process and you can start from it does not have to become you're not aiming at a perfection you're simply on the road to awakening and this road is leading you towards yourself so who you are right now is just a perfect version of you that's what we want you to hear you are deeply loved just as you are with the minuses and the pluses and the beauty and the ugly and everything you are loved deeply deeply loved very Colin Firth of you collective. I'm sure a lot of people are thinking of Bridget Jones and it's beautiful. Thank you. Yes. Yes. That we're okay to be loved just as we are. And I can also speak to, it's a lot harder for people to have compassion for masks when they're wearing one in the same area of life. Since I'm not wearing a mask in my career, I don't have a reaction. Like you said, the healness is there so I can see the mask of someone else. But if two people are wearing a mask in the same area of life, <laughs> harder to let the light come in because you're there are two masks that are being triggered by the other masks. That's as I noticed my life this week showed me. The reaction to the other person's mask was not nearly the way I am with my career person because I was worried about my own mask as well. Mm-hmm. But we would invite you to stand back when you see this, when you notice, and when you're out of the moment with the other person, to just have this realization. If you look at yourself from the space that I mentioned, where you have, per se, no mask or no problems or no disalignment, if the business Jess was to look at the relationship Jess, how would she look at her? That's my new thing is, yeah, would I take on this sponsor? Would this be something I'd still be in? Usually I'd probably just let it go. (laughs) I just say no. Exactly the same (laughs) as when we told you, invite us, invite light, invite the divine to be in your eyes so you can see with the eyes of divinity. Invite light to be in your ears so you can hear the words from where we hear them. And so you can feel and touch and sense and taste from that experience. So it's exactly the same thing as if the business Jess was looking at the relationship Jess. Because the business Jess 
is centered, she is aligned, she has no questioning. Exactly. And if anyone's sitting here thinking about this onto a situation they've recently had, like the just mind is, I think the mind wants to then say, God, I really effed it up that last time. And what we can say is, all right, fine. But now we see it. And this is me holding your hand saying, okay, so we didn't do it last week. That's okay. And it doesn't mean because we didn't do it last week and the collective says we should, that we're forever going to be messed up. The fact that we can see we, we didn't know to do it last week means the next time we're in it, we might be more likely to remember it. <laughs> so it's okay that we didn't do it last week. We're probably more likely to remember we can next time. You know what? When a baby starts walking and he falls down, you don't punish the baby. You just go, way, hooray, bravo. You, you, you made some steps. You're on the way. You're learning. So that's the way you treat yourself when coming back to balance. Yes, I was out of balance. Oh, but that doesn't mean that I'm not okay. I'm, I'm on my way. And everything that you express is just perfect the way it is. You have to remember that. It's never about judging the experience. It's never about saying, hmm, I should have done much better. You did what you did. That's it. Come back to now. Let go of yesterday. That's it. And that also applies to anyone in the career sense. If they put on a mask in career or they did something in their career, it also applies there too. Mm -hmm, absolutely. It's in all dimensions of life. Having regrets will give you nothing. Taking the wisdom from the experience, this is what you can take. When we say let go of the past and let go of yesterday or of, or of your whole life, the wisdom is ever-present. But let go of the negative emotions. Let go of what is heavy. You don't need that. You don't need the worries, the regrets. It'll serve you nothing. Yeah, I had a friend recently, and I'll, maybe you can wrap up soon, but I had a friend tell me as I was sharing a situation, he goes, you know, Jess, it sounds like you analyze life a lot and you analyze this topic. Of course, it's only this one too. My ego can't get in on all the other areas. It's already been pushed out of body and career and money and time and so forth. But this one, it still has the ability to jerk my chain. <laughs> and so he said, you, you analyze this a lot. He's like, why don't you just go play the game, just go do it. And so I think I'm learning to not fear being perfect at it and just swinging and missing. Okay, fine. It's just a game. <laughs> like, why am I playing it? So like, it's the end of the world. Because each time my mind says, this is the only one that could be this good rather than like sponsors. I'm like, ah, oh, there's a million of them. <laughs> I can find another one. You know, we would come back with the sunset and the notion of perfection. You can never be, you will never please your mind enough to be perfect. Never. So this is a lost race right at the start. The mind will never be satisfied. But if you look at a sunset, it's never the same. Is it the same as yesterday? No. Sometimes there is a cloud. Sometimes there is rain coming in. Sometimes, but it's always perfect. Why is it always perfect? Because it's experienced from the awareness. You're receiving a sunset. You're not analyzing the sunset. You're just letting it sink into your experience. So that's what we want you to do. Let things, let events, let people sink into your experience 
outside of judgment, outside of the mind rules. Live it, sense it, see the difference it'll bring into your everyday life. Uh, that one really sunk in. Oh, I love that, to see events as the, just to observe them like the sunset rather than judge them. Thank you so much, Collective. Is there anything else you'd like to share on the topic today? No, it was our joy to be able to express a little bit about love. It's just a start. We're inviting you to feel what is love for you right now and dare to invite us in your experience if you want to. And if not, it's pretty much okay. And we'll be here. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And if you know anyone that might enjoy this, feel free to share it with them. And if you want to see what I'm up to on Instagram, you can find me at Jesse as in Cookie Lively. Until next time, may something wonderful happen to you today. <laughs>